0: So here we are on uh, Tuesday the 7th of March, I just realised that here I am out on a walk with lottie and there isn't a breath of wind, and I thought why is I doing a recording? Because <laughs> usually I get plagued by it. Um, so yeah just a quick one because we're already part way uh, through our walk, but um, it's kind of a note to say hello, I'll let you know how things are going. I was kind of hoping to be at the end of the very messy first draft of the latest uh, Devonshire mystery by the end of the week. I'm not sure if that's going to happen but things are moving kind of thick and fast and um, I'm having lots of ideas that are making it better. It's interesting how new ideas can come at this late stage in the book. Um, I'm thinking about incorporating some little things that have happened as well which I quite like. For instance, I I won't give an example of this because it'd be a spoiler but in the past say, in Mystery in May, and I had a nice email about this the other day. There is a gentleman doing some wood turning on a pole lathe, a very old kind of lathe that was worked with, with your feet and sort of made in situ in the middle of a forest so that, that woodworkers could uh, work where their materials were, I guess. And um, a, a gentleman who'd uh, had decades of woodworking experience had uh, sent me an email and said he'd appreciated that inclusion. And that was something that happened because I was at a village fair, just like Dan was in that story. And um, there was exactly that. There was a demonstration of it. There was a, a gentleman letting people come up and have a go. So I had a go. There's probably a photo on the website somewhere. Mrs. C took a photo. And uh, yeah, had a little go at it. And so it was quite interesting. that I was able to bring that in and just write... From that experience. Now it wasn't a particularly well, it, it all, everything ties in, in the plot, actually. So it kind of was significant. Um now if that hadn't happened, I don't know whether that character would have come about in quite the same way. Let's go this way, Lottie. And the description of that character and so on um were inspired by a real events. I didn't copy him, he didn't have the same name as Reg, the character in the book. Um, he didn't look exactly like him, but there was something about him that would have made it into it, if you see what I mean. Because you kind of imagine, you know, what would what would that person be like? And then that's where the character comes from, just really from imagining that person's life, their background, what their situation is. It all kind of comes together. And um, something happened the other day at the... To Totnes, I, I put some pictures on the website the latest lot of from Little Visit to Totnes, which was actually very busy when we were there, but the pictures make it look quiet but, so I took them later on narrow streets and they get kind of full of shoppers and I guess tourists but interesting little place don't know why I haven't set a, a Devonshire mystery there yet, because uh, as I say on the website, it's full of uh, kind of I don't really like the f- phrase alternative lifestyle uh, <laughs> people, because a lot of this stuff is very mainstream now anyway, and it's a bit of a clunky phrase, but I think you probably kind of know what you mean. I can't think what an alternative would be. Um, so it's, you know, it's, it's a small town, but it's relatively easy to find, um, vegetarian and vegan restaurants, for instance, which isn't always easy to do. And there's all kinds of independent shops. To, to give you an idea, um, there's a chain of, uh, coffee shops, um, Called Acosta over here, owned by a big group, also run lots of pubs, I believe. Anyway, um, when they wanted to build a coffee shop in the town, the uh, residents uh, got a petition against it because what they said was they wanted all their little independent places to survive and thrive. Now, I'm not quite sure what I think about that because, you know, obviously uh, people can compete, but I can see where they're getting what they're getting at because um, so many high streets are exactly the same in the UK certainly in England you go around and you see the same shops and they're not particularly inspiring they all sell the same stuff and (laughs) it's you kind of you could be anywhere you get that feeling sometimes you are in a town you think well I could be anywhere and this is very different this is kind of a interesting and a and a unique experience. And there's uh, things like a harp shop, you know, which <laughs> I'm not sure how many people playing harps there are that can support it, but it did sell other a few other musical instruments as well, but it was built as a harp shop. And um, I think it's really nice. I like to see little independent shops and to support them and little independent coffee shops and cafes. It's quite a nice feeling going into those places. You enjoy the experience and you're kind of supporting a local... Local business as well. It's really nice. And so many have gone. So many have been crushed by the uh, the juggernaut of online retailers, particularly things like Amazon. I have to say, um, they've uh, they've sort of taken over or tried to take over a lot of our retail experience, haven't they? I mean, you know, I sell books on Amazon, and that's where a lot of my readers are. But, but uh, well, I don't agree. It doesn't mean I agree with everything they do uh so yeah that is the reason that i do sell on the other shops and in libraries as well so that uh, the choice is there for you and you know if you'd if you'd like to go and try somewhere else like uh, the nook store by Barnes and Noble or uh, or kobo which is a big one all over the world um and kobo also have something called kobo plus which is a subscription service and then you can read you know all the books in the scheme my books are opted into that scheme so uh, they're available in that way and then through overdrive and some other library apps as well like borrow books and a new one called palace something which is a big non-profit uh, organization that supports libraries so worth asking at your local library if you'd like to read any of my uh, ebooks or audio books. I opt everything in whenever I can to the library schemes. Um might be some of my older sci-fi books that, in fact there definitely are, that haven't made it that far yet and that's just a question of me taking time off from the Devonshire Mysteries to sit down and republish everything in different places. And it just takes a bit longer than you might think. So you've got to do it right, step by step. But um they will be there, so yeah, so yeah, paperbacks are already available for people, and um the Devonshire mysteries paperbacks can be ordered by libraries. hopefully, that's all gone through by now, it can take a while for things to appear in the catalogs, uh and the ebooks should be there, and the audio books there are only a couple of them, and they they should be there as well. Actually, people sometimes ask me they they put a comment on Facebook or something saying um." Are the others being done in audio? Um, I would like them to be, the other Devonshire Mysteries. The, I did approach uh, a company that does a really good job of producing audio books and they they said, you know, they thought they looked great but they didn't have room in their schedule. That might change later, which was a bit of a shame. Um, so I might have a cast around and see if there's anybody else who might be willing to take up that on because otherwise if I have to do it myself, which is what I did for the first couple, and it took me rather a long time. Uh, you've got to find the narrators, kind of listen to auditions, and then you've got to kind of proof listen to it. And I ended up with a study in Stone and Valley of Lies being done by different narrators, and I don't think that's ideal, people. Really, I'd like to get the whole lot redone or by the same narrator and, you know, take it through to be a nicer experience, so it is a, a time-consuming and can be very expensive process. So um, that's why there's a delay on those. But um, we'll see what we can do. Okay, well, um, I've kind of come back to the point where I crashed down through some bracken back down onto the lane. Lottie stood waiting, looking at me, saying get a move on. So I'll probably sign off there. Uh, thank you very much for listening. Thank you especially to those of you who bought and, or borrowed and reviewed books, that's wonderful. And a huge extra special thank you to people who sent me a mug of tea uh, via the coffee.com button on my website, um, and some people are even kind enough to do that every month, so I I get a, a little donation every month, which is, is really great, that that all kind of adds up and it already helps. Um, and I should be needing a, a hot drink when I get home, it's naughty, because my hands are getting cold now. So weather has gone a bit wintry again after some beautiful spring weather we're in for a bit of wintry weather There's some clouds coming down the Team valley towards me as i speak i can see the the hills that i could see a minute ago are kind of disappearing so i think i'd better dash home (laughs) I might get uh, rained on and forecast for a bit of snow tomorrow which is outrageous really here in devon we don't get it very often especially not in march okay so look after yourselves take care happy reading and i'll talk to you again soon bye